0: Hello, hello, where are you? Where are you? I see you, I see you, dreaming in the night. Where are you, my dear love? Do you see me? I'm dreaming. Okay, want to talk a little bit about, uh, I'm getting ready to jump into a wormhole. I'm going through Lyman, Colorado. I believe that Lyman, Colorado is uh, a place that has a lot of wormholes, to be honest with you. I was in a tornado. Some of you probably listened to that episode, but I was in a tornado coming from Kansas. It was the scariest thing Um It was a very frightening situation. Um, So yeah, a lot of scary stuff goes on over here. Can you imagine just living in the middle of nowhere and not sure how to get home? So what things do I want to discuss? I'm still on the road. So this is part two of the other episode. But there's an area um, called Flagger, Colorado, Flagger, I'm getting ready to bust your behind out. So what I don't like about flagger. Oh God, these bikers. I'm just like, really? Why? Okay, you're like, hold on guys. So I was on the, I'm on the highway. And these bikers are like determined to just be up like close. You got an idiot, not two people, not even wearing a helmet going 90 something miles an hour. And if somebody nicks you, you are going to fly into the sky. And I know people that have died on motorcycle accident, from a motorcycle accident. And my stepfather um, was in a motorcycle accident and suffered brain damage. You know what I'm saying? so... Here we go. Oh, these people, man. It you know, I believe that semi trucks, they need an they need their own lane. Like in my new world, I have might have to come back in another lifetime, but I want to help build highways specifically for semi trucks. To be honest, because they actually and it's not their fault, I mean it's a it's hard driving a big truck like that, but they actually cause accidents you know they struggle and it's not their fault but they need their own lane it's dangerous as hell so in flagger colorado this is a okay they sent a memo right out to residents of denver talking about we we you know you can buy land in flagger colorado and as long as you have the right kind of proposal or the right kind of whatever it is, um, you can just and it's really cheap, like you can move there or something like that. However, I notice a trend. What people flagger Colorado do you want living there? Because the black people that I know that looked into this get were given the runaround. Okay. So once again it's going back to the white flight white flight what is white flight white flight is is simply when white people um pick up and move when there's i think what's the statistic three percent less than three percent of of a black of people of color move into their area they go and sell they get up they pick up and move okay so what they don't realize is this you're you're a part of the problem because through, through your racism you stifle the economic system that we live in, you perpetuate poverty by gouging out the system by not investing in, in communities that invest in your businesses that invest in your e-commerce stores but when it comes time to investing in you know recycling that money you don't do that you suffocate the system and you keep the money within your own community meanwhile black people are spending all these millions of dollars on your on your uh whether it's clothes uh clothing brands rather it's foods sarah lee rather it's um you know uh, cars, whatever it is, okay. That's an investment that we're we're taking money out of our community and we're we're enriching your communities. Okay, this this kind of foolishness has been going on for a long time, and I'm proud to say that buy black is a real thing. There are many black people that are now waking up and really. Some people are, are further along than even I am. They only buy black. Well, I live in Colorado, so I still have to go to some, uh grocery stores not owned by us. Okay? We don't even have our own like black grocery store. Now, once I get my wealth together, I probably I'm not probably I have a background in merchandising and um know a lot about you know things like that and having a store. I'm not going to run it. I'd have to hire someone, but we need our own stores. Now, in Houston, they actually have black people own their own stores. Many black people own their own stores, and it's um, amazing. Okay, so those are the things. So in Flagger, though, they're like they don't want, they only want certain people. Okay, I want you guys to be aware of something. It isn't that black people want to be accepted by you so bad that we want to move next to you that we want you to love us some of you think like that like oh they're just trying to be like us or they they want to take from us no we just wanted a house we didn't give a damn where it was we just thought i just need a house so during the times of racial covenant laws where in black people were legal it was legally okay to uh not have black people move into white communities um there were consequences when when that was broken um uh, there were communities when black people moved into the neighborhood one black family why the hell was there a 1,000 white people standing outside of their house why the hell was it you know 1500 white people standing and protesting and building up uh, building up violence to attack this one little bitty black family what is a terrorist a terrorist is a an act that causes terror. Okay? It it is it is a it is a human being that perpetuates fear. But what what America doesn't talk about is the white terrorism that continues. Too much is happening where people of color are branded and identified and I'm talking about from from al-shabaab to you know the so called communists to all of this to to the chinese the Chinese are communists yaka yaka you know, but yet you you your ancestors and you today terrorize black people, so let me tell you uh, this story again i I was involved in um a mob situation so I I went oh it was Woodland Park Woodland Park Colorado so I went to Woodland Park Colorado which is which is close to Colorado Springs and I was trying to rent a really nice house for me and my son now I drove up there and there was no reception it was on a really high peak it was like nine thousand Nine thousand and something uh feet in elevation, so I didn't have any phone reception, but I was scheduled to meet the lady so when I got there, she was showing this white couple they had sorry guys they they would have had to have been no more than let's see how old were they? probably about twenty years old. And looked like they could barely even afford a dime, but the, I could tell the white woman she had promised me like that she was gonna work with me with the house, but then she she wasn't serious because when I got there, she basically was already negotiating to get the uh, to get the white people in the house. Okay, so the lady had a second a second unit that she could rent out. Okay. And so then I was like, "Well, let me try to get the second unit." Now, guess what happens? One of the neighbors, this white man, he was really—I don't know what was going on—but he called the police on this neighbor and said that she, I don't know, it, it was whatever the reason. It was it was not worth calling the police. She was supposed to. Hold on a second. She was, suppo- she was supposed to pay um, taxes or... I don't know what it was, you guys, to be honest. But here's what happened. It wasn't that deep, whatever it was. And next thing I know, like, it was a few neighbors um, gathering down the hill. Now, mind you, I have a, a black male child, okay? And I was like, okay, this inner... something's ain't right because he done called the police. So, first, it was like three neighbor three white neighbors They're they're at the bottom of this hill because the house was on the top of the hill and then you know and I'm still there trying to talk to the lady I look out the window there's like 20 white people down there upset getting angry okay so now I'm starting to freak out like what are they doing I said oh my god I don't think they want us moving here and it became a mob it wasn't a thousand people, but it was a it was a lot of a lot of white neighbors just came out standing at the bottom of the hill, so when it was time for me to go, I was thinking, man, if something were to go down, I don't have reception, and I couldn't call nine one one and would they come and help me if i did so i ended up I ended up being able to um you know got we got in our car i said cyrus talking to my son Cyrus. We need to hurry up and get out of here. And I kid you not, when I got in the car and um, we started, you know, we started uh, leaving, all of the little angry white faces were looking at us in the car. So that gave me a realization and a wake-up call that I wasn't wanted. My, Me and my son were, were not welcome in this neighborhood. And the thing is you know, we have to get to a point as a black community that we need to be building our own communities. We need to stop wasting time building up other communities, especially if you live in, uh, if you work in construction, if you're getting all these contracts, why don't you work with other black families? Why don't you work on building other black, work on building a house, houses, work on building buildings, Okay, Work on um, partnerships with uh, other, you know, black owned banks. You know, there's black owned banks. There's black owned um, real estate firms. There's uh, not a lot of black medical facilities, but they do exist. We have a ton of black people, which is interesting to me, but we have a ton of black people in the medical community. Okay. We, we actually do. We have nurses, doctors. So why are we wasting our time being caregivers and caretakers just for wealthy white families or just working for some kind of company when we could be utilizing our talents, helping other black families that have class. I'm not talking about people that don't have class that don't want to pay you what you're worth because I don't do business with anybody like that but there's a lot of black people who are highly intelligent who know how to manage their money who came up with little resources or who may have grown up wealthy there's a lot of classy black people that exist there's a lot of clean classy black people I love black people black people did you know I love you I love you a lot. And this is why I, I talk about these issues. Because I want to make us... I want to help make us more organized. So that we can not be evaporated off the planet. Because if we don't do certain things. We will cease to exist. Our communities will will be a thing of the past. Now I don't see that happening. Because black people are extremely resilient. So no matter what happens... There's going to be black people that will push through this fire. Okay? So, Flagger, Colorado has their own agenda. As many other um, towns in Colorado, they don't want black people nowhere in there. They start getting shifty and uncomfortable. Then they start thinking, you know, we're going to bring crime. Well, let's talk a little bit about crime. There are criminals of every nationality. There are criminals of every race. But because we have a thing called tell, lie, vision, tell a lie to your vision, incision is what makes the incision precision. You know, that's what is causing people to think that, you know, it's just black people are the only ones that commit, you know, crimes, So then it becomes this major fear factor where you're scared that we're gonna bring crime. Well, how does crime happen when there's a lack of resources? Well, how do we change that? Pay people what they're worth? Pay people for their talents? Anybody can be a criminal. There's white people living in the hood now, but they can still be the manager at a Walmart before you. They can be on on crack and drugs and still be a manager at Burger King before you before you you as a college educated person. Did you know that? So why why do we waste our time building for other people? We need to be building like everyone else is doing ourselves up. But when we're too busy trying to fight everybody else's battles, we lose sight of our own voice, our own mission, and we also lose sight of the disparity that comes with fighting other people's battles. What does it mean to fight another person's battle? Well, when you when you're fighting, for example, for gay rights, all right? You're fighting for in you know, yes, I know there's black gay people, it's not whatever. That's still a problem because If I'm so focused on just gay rights or I'm just so focused on other people other religion right religious rights, then I'm gonna lose sight of my singular voice and my thesis as far as why am I fighting? What who what am I fighting for? Why am I still fighting? What are the things that I demand? So what happens is other people other groups put their agenda on the table they lay out exactly what they want okay they spell out everything they want but when it comes time for us like that George when George Floyd and you know all of the murders are happening and that still continue to happen that that it, it's not enough to riot that's actually just ignorant you going to, you know, rioting is, is, is low level, low vibration. And it's, it's just dumb. If you're going to go riot, why wouldn't you go riot your own, you know, I don't actually condone rioting, so I don't want to sound like I'm condoning it, but you're not going to go riot, you know, Cherry Creek. You're not going to go riot, you know, suburbia. Why? Because your ass will get locked up fast. And when you get locked up in suburbia, you probably ain't coming out. So what you'll do is, it's easier for you to turn on your own, and that's what self-hatred does. So it's a residual impact of crime. When there are, when there's a depravity of resources, that is an impact that directly impacts people's ability to survive. Meanwhile. You want to the you want to do the white flight but you're you're the one contributing to the problem. You want to pick up your bags and go and 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 I think it's listen. I think it's perfectly fine if you're not comfortable living around a lot of people. But if your reason for leaving is because you're scared that the black people are going to come in, oh my god, they're going to come in with crime and an interracial um I don't want Jenny to 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 like Tony and then they have a baby and then we're going to have a black grandchild. There's people that think like that. That that actual um thought process was a big part of the racial covenant law and why many many uh white families did not want to have a black family in the community because once integration happened then that means that little black children would then be going to school with their white kids. And and the thought behind that is, is that black children are not smart. Black children are poor. Black children, um, you know, they're poor. They don't have, you know, intellect. They're, they don't have daddies. So my child's going to be really slow. And then what if my little girl gets raped by the little you know it's just terrible like or ends up marrying a black a black guy oh my god i don't want i don't want little jenny to marry tony oh my god oh my god what are we gonna do the cotton club will totally reject us oh we won't be able to go to spain and hang out with and we won't be able to go to london and eat our tea and crumpets with aunt martha oh please and that fear is very real and it's a fear of our race will become extinguished if there's too much interracial things happening okay so it the the fear that a lot of white people have is irrational fear and when you live in a silo of fear my dear when you live um in a silo fear of isolation and 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 illusions then you you don't even make sound decisions for example so uh justin uh, tell me a little bit about your background i mean um taking a look at your resume it looks like you're where you're from uh what st louis hmm what what part of st louis are you from Yes, I am. Uh, I'm actually from a, a town called uh, East St. Louis. Oh, East St. Louis. Hmm. So what was it like growing up there? Well, um, it, it was a little bit difficult. You know, my my father passed away when I was about five years old and my mother had to work, you know, several jobs. And that's the reason why I, I have such a strong, you know, work ethic and you know that's how I started getting into fixing cars and we just didn't have the money to to fix a lot of things so I began to really tinker around and found out I was really good with my hands and by the time I was 12 I was learning how to change transmissions and you know um, I would go up to uh, Detroit and um, shadow with some of my uncles up there and you know, they said I had a real knack for working with my hands. Hmm. Well, um. Yeah, Justin, I think that's really interesting. Um, your mom was a single parent, so strong work ethic. Okay. Um, let me ask you some questions. What makes you think you're a good fit for uh, for B and B, uh, logistics? Well, um, you know, I've. I just have the experience. I've been a truck driver. I have uh, I also have my uh, license to fix uh, airplanes. And, you know, I've went to school, got my master's degree in uh, engineering and computer science. And, um, well, yeah. Um, yeah, but I'm seeing that there are some gaps in your work history. If you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit more about uh, what happened back in, uh, 20, in 2020? Well, um, that was, you know, during the pandemic and a lot of the factories got shut down and my contract expired and wasn't really much I could do. And so I started my own business. Oh, 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 you have your own business. Tell me a little bit more about that. Well, I, yes, sir. I started my own business. Um, doing, uh, doing blockchain and, uh, you know, really getting into understanding, uh, how to create a more transparency when it comes to delivery systems and things of that nature. Oh, really? Um, well, how did you know, well, who, what kind of certifications do you, do you have? I mean, are they current? Oh, yes, sir. they you see, I, I have that on my resume. I mean my certifications are good you know I just renew them every year so um Justin so are you married or you know you got any kids I mean are you gonna be able to you gonna be able to work you know 40 to 60 hours a week oh yes sir I mean I well you said you owned a business I'm just not sure how you can do both I mean tell me a little bit more I mean do you know uh what side of town do you live on? Um, yeah, I actually live in Aurora, Colorado. Uh, Aurora, Colorado. Aurora. Hmm. Yes, sir. Aurora, Colorado. It's my auntie. Uh, after my mother passed away, my my auntie um, she took me in, and um, you know she knew I had a hard life, and I just I sort of stayed around, and I you know traveled back and forth to East St. Louis, and you know with our folks, I also went with our folks back in Detroit. And so I just have a special bond with uh, Aurora. So I decided after I did my schooling, I, I decided to, you know, go back to Colorado because I, I heard of all of the uh, resources there, especially, um, you know, getting military, military contract. Wait, wait, did you say military contracts? Are you in the, I don't see that you're a serviceman no, no, sir, I'm not a serviceman, but, but there are some opportunities that I have to, um, get federal contracts, and, and, uh, I've been told by several people that this is, this is maybe a good, you know, good power move for me. Hmm, yeah, okay, so, uh, yeah, yeah, so what about, you know, your family, you know, any kids? As a matter of fact, I am single. I don't have any children. I have the availability to work, you know, as many hours as you need me. I'm, uh, okay, okay. So, uh, what's been the hardest? Tell me about a time that you, you didn't make the best decision and, uh, you know, you regretted that. How did you overcome that? experience? Hmm. Very good question. Well, I can tell you that, um, as a, I can kind of go back a little bit and, you know, in my college career, I, I had to take a very difficult exam and, um, didn't, uh really prepare for that exam because I felt that I, I knew everything. And, um, you know, I, went ahead and took the test, and you know, I actually did quite well on the test, but there was one little thing, you know, my, I didn't tell my, uh, my professor that I had already, you know, I had already taken one of these classes before, and he was under the impression that I, it was my first time taking the, taking the course, and according to their rules, that would have disqualified me from the program. Oh. Oh, so you didn't tell the truth or something? Is that what you're saying? Well, it wasn't that. I just didn't. I just didn't think it was. I needed to say anything. So, um, Justin, Justin, <coughs> tell me a little bit about you know your level of you know honesty and doing the right the rat right thing when nobody's paying attention. Oh, definitely, sir. Um many times I've you know especially working on airplanes I've 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 seen problems in the in the chambers and and even though I know it would it would take me much longer to finish certain things and honestly I should be paid for those things I've stayed late worked extra hours just to make sure that these issues were fixed before inspection and I never once told my uh, my my supervisors because my my goal was to really um, you know protect everyone and and he never knew that I I spent hours and hours fixing a problem that had never been solved. Hmm. So I you know I want to really go back to the communication and um, what would you rate your level of communication? I mean if. You know, working in this environment, a lot of times, guys get really stressed out and upset and angry at everything, and have is, have you ever gotten upset and blew a handle, or are you pretty, you know, calm and peaceful? Oh, my goodness, yes. I, you know, I'm pretty even-tempered, you know, I don't, pretty quiet, I was always kind of quiet. Um... But, yeah, I, I've been told I'm real easy to work with because I don't get upset very easily. Okay, so you're all right. Let me just jot this down. Even tempered. Um, doesn't get upset easily. Okay, so what would you do if you, you know, somebody said something to you? Because, you know, we got guys around you. They're from different parts of the country. Some of them are from Arkansas. We got some from West Virginia. You know a lot of the guys that i hire just like me you know we're proud americans we're we're, we're born free and proud and we believe America's going to be great again and and uh we want to make sure that you know whoever we bring on board they're going to have those same values but i'll be honest with you it's kind of a tough environment because you got guys just kind of saying whatever comes to mind and I'm not always there to monitor them, but they do a darn good job. So I, you know, how how are you going to deal with uh, controversy? You know, if, if somebody just kept picking at you, are you going to be able to handle that? Well, of course. I mean, you know, growing up in East St. Louis and having to move to, a, to uh, Aurora, Colorado, and then going back to Detroit and, you know going through some of these challenges really uh I would say it toughened me up toughened you well tell me a little bit more about that What want you what do you what, what do you mean by toughened well it just made me strong on the outside. strong like aggressive and you know aggressively strong and no 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 sir um listen I I really need this job I mean I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to get my life in in a better place to one day have a family oh so you want to have a family one day mm-hmm. well yes i would love to so you're not interested in uh <laughs> you're not interested in blonde girls are you <laughs> oh uh no sir oh so what you trying you know never mind i <laughs> let me keep things professional well, Justin, I'm I'm gonna review some other candidates. I, you know, I'm not. I can't make a decision on the spot, but maybe in the if you want to check back in a couple weeks, if you haven't heard anything back, you know, that might mean that uh, we've moved on with another candidate. Well, yeah, we live in, here in Flagger, Colorado. You know, this is a, a place where. You know, people love home. You know, oh, this is a place. This is a place where people love to, you know, embrace our American flags and, uh, you know, embrace a lot of good things. Ooh, a McGuff, did a bird hair daddy doll. Well, sir, I appreciate the time. I appreciate you for taking the time to interview me. I'm, I'm truly grateful to, to be an American citizen and, you know, I'm, I'm a hard worker. And, uh, you know, um, I think that uh, I would do well in Flagger, Colorado, and I keep to myself and I, I hope that, uh, you know, I can win this opportunity to work for you. Well, uh, yeah, uh, well, you've been a real nice, fine gentleman, but uh, I'll uh, be circling back, okay? All right, then. Thank you so much. Meanwhile, two weeks later... Hello? Um, yes, is this Mr. Bennett? Yeah, I'm just Mr. Bennett speaking. Hello there, Mr. Bennett. This is, uh, this is Justin. Remember me? (laughs) Ha! Oh, yeah, Justin. (laughs) Yeah, Justin, um... Yes, sir, I was actually calling to see if you guys have made a decision on, you know, if you'd like to bring me on board or not. Um, well... Justin, I'm sorry to break the news to you, but we, we actually selected another candidate. You know, it, it was actually an internal hire. It was just somebody that's been working for us for the last 10 years. And, and, you know, I, I kind of know, know the young man's father. We, we we what, we we, 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 we grew up together and I'm sorry, Justin, But uh, I think you make a mighty fine candidate for another company. Oh, okay. Well, uh, truly, truly do appreciate this. Thank you so much. Click. (sighs) My goodness, why didn't they hire me? I know it's because I'm black. Just questions he asked are just so stupid. My aggression level and why would I want to work for this redneck anyway? I didn't deserve that type of interview. I just don't know what to do anymore. What am I going to do? Confused. Meanwhile, Mr. Bennett decided to hire somebody he knew that looked just like him. And um, it's getting to the point where I'm at the point. This is why I work for myself now. I'm not proving I'm not going to prove myself to you. If There are many black people who are overqualified for certain positions. But because of the insecure manager who didn't do self-development work. And I'm I'm not particularly talking about personality things. I'm talking about race at this moment. And gender. Because they didn't do self-development work. They're scared that the black person is going to outsmart them. What, what, one reason why black people are such a threat is because society really doesn't understand how black people can actually um, have evolved in the capacity we have. We weren't allowed to read as slaves. So for some white people, they're, they're like stuck on that. Oh my god, the slaves couldn't read. Ma- mommy, mommy, the black the black people couldn't read. No, little Jenny, they couldn't read. But why? Why couldn't they read? Because they just weren't allowed to read because if they if they were able to read then they would have killed us all. Oh my god, black people are dangerous. We can, yes, and they don't they're not really smart. You know, they weren't allowed to read. Only a few of them knew how to read and we have to be very careful because for some reason they were still able to invent things they were still in, in able to invent the washing machine they were still able to invent the stop light and the and the clock and the cotton gin and the all these inventions and they didn't really you know they taught themselves these things and they taught themselves how to read without a formal education and if they are able to do that, then they will take over the world. Is this the reason why it is so difficult for black people to move up? Because the threat is real. If a little boy or girl is coming out of the ghetto, okay, let's just do an extreme example coming out the hood, but yet is smart in every single class is able to make good grades on their own that defies reality it defies what a lot of people think can actually happen how does the get the child from the ghetto how are they able to excel now let's talk about emotional intelligence that sounds stupid okay the way our system is designed, and I always disagree with this is always disagree with this. If you are indoctrinated in Western, white,, um, you know culture, frame of thinking, history, you know, uh, everything is according to the culture of one specific race, and then you try to to um, infuse that in other people and other races. Well to be honest with you, it's hard. Some of the way that black people have learned math and science was through simple storytelling. It made damn sense. You know, they they it would be metaphors. You know, brother Br'er Rabbit walked up to the hill he went 20 miles but then brother brother Br'er Rabbit forgot the carrots and he had to go all the way back the 20 miles but then when he brought the carrots it weighed you know the carrots weighed 20 pounds and it made it longer for him to get back up the hill how much time did it take for Br'er Rabbit to get up the hill if he, it normally takes him twenty minutes, for example. Okay, so that's just a simple equation. Well, it's gonna take Brer Rabbit time and a half, uh, uh one point five times the time, to to get back up there. So it's gonna actually take him forty five minutes, for example, to get back up the hill, cause he didn't forgot the carrots, went back backtrack uh, twenty feet or 20 miles you know and then had to go back and get the batch of carrots that weighed 20 pounds that slowed him down 1.5 times the amount of slow so it took now 45 time it took him 45 uh, minutes instead of 20 to get back up the hill see what i'm saying so when when we learn math or science in, in a in a in a story form, that is not emotional intelligence. That's just called intelligence. Emotional intelligence takes away when you say when when people say emotional intelligence, to me that it's like dumbing down the the intelligence. It's like saying Black people, all you guys are are a ball of emotions. That's why I can't stand it when, and my parents would talk about this. My, my stepdad and my mom, when black people start acting um, emotional versus actually intellectually, you know, using okay, intellectually using um, using their brain. That's 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 stupid. When you're out rioting. When you're rioting, that is stupid. That means you're being emotional. So then it's saying when it comes to to de- making or deducing information, disseminating information, you're using your emotional bank that has nothing to do with cognitive reasoning, linear and circular thinking combined. Okay? You are when you say emotional intelligence, that's another way of saying you don't have the linear capacity, the analytical left brain capacity to think. You are using more of a right brain, creative um, creative sphere of thinking. Now, if we're only using 10% of our brains, how can science, how can educators, so-called fake educators, say that, that we are only... Using some kind of emotional intelligent frequency. How the hell did you guys come up with that? What are you doing? Like looking at an x ray and you see a bunch of emotional bubbles like bubbly, 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 ocious. I am happy, bubbly, bubbly. I am angry, bubbly, bubbly, bubbly. <laughs> emotional intelligence. I'm not thinking, I'm thinking. I am emotional heavy. Yeah! Loud! Yeah! Oh! Yeah! Da-da-da-da-da. Right out! Yeah. Right out! Okay. That's dumb. That That is an insult. And I don't agree with emotional intelligence. It's insulting. Okay? I don't give a damn what it is. It's not true. When we start to talk about people's IQ... If the IQ was so great, why the hell are people so dumb? When we start talking about... When we start talking about IQ, okay? Why is it the person with a 150 IQ score or whatever it is out murdering people? uh, Henry Packard had an IQ of 160 and yet he became a the world's most notorious serial killer. Well, where's his where's his in, intelligence? Where did where did his ability to connect with humanity go? So let's talk a little bit about that. I think that white people lack emotional intelligence. So I'm going to flip this right back to you. I think that a lot of you lack emotional intelligence because when you disconnect from humanity when you disconnect from um thinking that you're above people that you're you know you you are god which some people you know i hate to say it but some species of people actually think they're god or they think that they're god's gift on earth but yet you're the same one mean as hell um you discriminate against other um you, you discriminate against other people. Okay. You, you do things that are totally ignorant. You don't care about other people, you know, um, you'll go in and, and, uh, blow up cities and lynch people, you know, steal from other communities Uh, go to different countries and have black people waiting on you or other ethnic groups waiting on you because you have all the money and you know that they're going to treat you well. You think all the black guys or the black women are going to kiss your butt because you're wealthy. That is not emotional intelligence. And I believe that that's the reason why a lot of white people actually lose their minds. Okay? Okay. That live in a silo of fear. And so when you come across. A very intelligent person of color. It defies. It defies. Your reality. It defies everything that you said. Could not exist. And so when you start living like that. You're you're just living in a silo of fear. My dear. Okay. So. So. When you lack emotional intelligence, you lack the ability to to be um, socially connected with humanity. You lack the ability to love your fellow man or woman or child. You lack the ability to have compassion. You become like a stoic rock that doesn't care and you're only concerned about sending people to the next cell block. Okay. And you keep talking the talk. When you lack emotional intelligence, you make poor hiring decisions based on a fear-based ideology that stems back all the way into your genetics as, you know, a dominant race that owns slaves. Meanwhile, many people are suffering and crying and you think that by giving charity that god will redeem you whoever you think of is god and if you don't believe in god well whatever you think you'll get redeemed of or whatever you know you will make the worst decisions because you don't care about other humans what does that make you Now, I talked about this before, but it makes you a beast. Now, a beast is not an animal like we see with, you know, fur and, you know, scales and or whatever. That's that's not the beast I'm talking about. Humans are a beast. You become a beast, a mark of the beast is attached to you when you start to... Act like a beast when you are inhumane and you don't care about human life. When you will honor your pets more than a person that is walking across the street. It shouldn't be like that. Yes, we need to love our animals. But when if you have an opportunity to do good, but you're choosing not to do good. That is a problem. Okay. So yeah. So e- emotional intelligence go kick rocks because there's a lot of folks out there that don't that actually lack that. When you see a person of color like myself, color, they're coloring books color, color people, color color people, color people. You are black, black, black. You are black as the night. Black, black as the night. You make me frightened. Mommy, Was the black shadow in the night? Mommy, 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 I'm scared of fright. Scared of the black people in the night. Mommy, mama, mama. Mommy, mommy, can you give me a popsicle? Mommy, mommy, I don't want to eat any chocolate ice cream because it makes me scream, scream black night. Oh, it is frightful. Mommy is frightful. Black people are frightful. Their eyes are bulging. Eyes, eyes bulging, eyes bulging. Hey, so, uh, hey, Teddy, we're gonna, we're gonna get that film together, right? Yeah, it's called Nightmare, Nightmare in Parker Part 3. (laughs) Ha ha. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Billy, so, uh, who, who, are you gonna, who, who are you gonna have, uh, casted in this new role? <laughs> well, you know what? Dude, totally, totally, dude, I've got, like, hot Kimberly, and I totally have, like, Chad, and then, like, yeah, I got, like, that black dude, you know, uh, Tyrone, yeah, he's totally gonna get X'd in, like, in the, in the first episode. Oh, Totally, dude, really? How it's so funny when you kill them first. Like this is like the third movie you made and the black person is just like totally like gets like effed up in the whole thing. Yeah, like for real. I just think it's so you know, dude, it's totally easy just to get rid of the black people first, especially, you know, if I'm putting any black people in my in my movies, I mean they're not gonna ever be the star. They're just so stupid. Have you ever seen their eyes get wild and big? Wild and big. Have you ever seen a black person's eyes get wild and big? Wild and big. Big, big, big. mommy, big. Big, oh my God. Mommy. mommy, mommy, mommy. Mommy, mommy. I'm scared of the dark, scared of the dark, dark, dark. dark. Scared of the night, scared of the night, night, night. Scared of the. Fr- scared of the. frying, fry, fried fry. Mommy, I'm scared. I am scared mama. I'm scared. I'm scared of those black people. Scared to walk at night, 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 night. But if I see a hot black dude, dude, I'm gonna flicky flock, flicky, flicky flock my hair. Yes, because I know they want me, but I'm scared. I'm scared of black people, but I know they really want me, mommy, mommy. I know they really want me, mommy, mommy. I know they really want me, mommy so yeah totally like exing tyrone and he's like he's such a loser dude like he's just like totally like a loser and you know that guy owes me like ten dollars anyway he bought a dime sack and you know he's always acting like he doesn't have any money well like totally dude really like that guy's like a big a big you know a g off yeah, like, that's why he's gonna be killed, like, in the next 15 minutes, you should see, like, the, the, what I'm gonna do to him, like, the, 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 the ghost totally, like, is hiding, and then he's so stupid, like, how I wrote the script, he's, like, gonna walk in this, like, dark place, and, like, he doesn't even know the ghost is waiting for him, and it's, like, a ghost alien, so it's, like, totally, like, super violent, and, like, super, I mean, he, you know, dude, like, his head's even gonna get like totally decapitated so like when you see him it's gonna be like you know like totally a fake head and everything but like his eyes i'm gonna like make it so his eyes are like big and his mouth is open and he like totally looks like you know like ha, birth of a nation <laughs> like totally like birth of a nation you know dude you were like right you're like totally radical man like You know, like, I totally, like, think you're... You know, dude, like, let's go have some beers, man. Like, and let's talk more about, like... What about that... What about that chick, Keisha? Yeah, dude, like... I don't want Keisha. Like, you know, my girlfriend is, like, totally jealous of Keisha. And I don't even know... Dude, like, yeah, Keisha's, like, totally hot. She's, like, a hot black chick. But, like, you know... And, like, yeah, she's smart and everything. But my girlfriend totally hates Keisha because like she's always saying like that you know Keisha's gonna try to like sleep with me and you know but the truth is I really want to sleep with her it's like she's like so jealous of of Keisha and she's always talking about her like you know like basically telling me like basically saying like I I don't oh what's going on over here basically saying like I I need to make sure to get rid of her in my film like you know and I'm just like dude you know, dude, like chill, like my girlfriend just totally needs to chill out. And she just so jealous of her, but you know, you know, those black girls, you know, they totally have like hot bodies and stuff. And man, I can never bring my girl around, man. And I even hate going to the grocery store with her. She's always, you know, every time there's like this black chick, she's always like looking over at her and thinking, I think she's hot and stuff. And you know, just like it's like totally irritating, dude. Like I'm like totally like what Like really like right totally dude. So anyway guys, I just thought that I'd do, you know, a little acting in this little episode. But yeah, because these people are stupid. I think that um I'm calling out the bullshit. I'm tired of seeing black people getting killed in movies first. And I'm tired of us accepting roles like that. What if we just boycotted that? So, who would be the fool if black people weren't used as bait in these movies? Who would it be? Okay? Who, who, how would they make, how would they structure the movie? You know, and when you just, like, when you put a black person as a token, because you're like, dude, I totally have to put, like, at least one or two black people in this flick ma'am why because if i don't they're just gonna say i'm racist and yeah i am racist but so what but like i won't get the grant if i you know they said i gotta yeah my girlfriend like she signed up for the like to be a minority and she's got this certification thing so she's able to do like some kind of business at the state like doing like some kind of film thing and they said that um they said that if she has her certification, she can like, you know, totally like get all this money. So yeah, I'm just like totally sick of her. So, um, yeah. Anyway, you guys, I better go. Cause this things will cut off, but, um, I'm back in town now. Um, I, I will be talking with y'all soon in a pet whisper near you call of my ancestors wish me well on my new store i'm trying to open if you're coming to aurora colorado anytime soon i would love it if you message me or send me some kind of message that make me feel great talk to you soon everybody bye